culture do? What can culture do? What is culture? Culture unites us. So we are talking about national treasures without nationalism. My name is Sarah Burke. I'm a cultural and political educator. And uh, once again, of course, my warm welcome to all of you to the first out of four breakout sessions. Um, I hope you already enjoyed the great and complex input we have already followed and heard. It was nice because uh, uh, Mr. Villalba and I, we took as we are lefties, <laughs> I recognized, we took down notes at the very same point sometimes, so maybe we get back to this. But next to me, and welcome to you, is Mr. Pepe Serra Villalba, who is director of the National Art Museum of Catalonia, um, among others. He has been the director of the Picasso Museum in Barcelona, and Mr. Villalba is also involved in several academic and educational programs regarding museums and cultural management. This is only the very shortest introduction about my guest next to me, um, because we need the time for the discussion, of course. Um, as Michelle already put it, uh, organizers mainly aim to let these sessions throughout the conference be a platform of inspiration. We will all join a marathon of inputs, so over here, please feel free and be invited to speak up yourself, ask questions, kindly add your thoughts and ideas as fresh and unborn they might be, and please do not hold back your critical reflections, challenging visions. To make it short, let's get in touch. So please, Mr. Villalba, I kindly ask you for your input. Thank you very much. <coughs> First of all, let me apologize for my broken voice, but I wanted to come anyway. And you uh, can follow. Yes. Is it yes. possible to understand? That's okay. Fine. Thank you. I'm extremely pleased to be here. Thank you very much to the organization. <coughs> the fact is that I feel really committed with uh, Martin's legacy. And I had the opportunity to know him uh, three years ago and to discuss him some of the projects and I want just to present a very specific and concrete case of national treasures without nationalism. Uh, I will do a spoiler which is to say the result at the beginning which is a successful sample of what Martins proposed. I chosen this project because I discussed it with him in Berlin precisely in 2015. I tried to be very brief in order to be able to discuss just for you to have the situation in mind, I'm going to talk about uh, the Romanist Frescos collection in Catalonia. This is the most important collection of Romanic frescoes on the wall, and it's uh, the most important in our museum also, uh, and has a complete, strong, very strong character of national treasure, just because all these frescoes were taken out of the, of the churches in the Pyrenees at the beginning of the 20th century, because they were be uh, at that time, they were selling out to the states. So to protect them, they took it away in a moment that it was a very strong nationalist mo movement called Renaissance, which was recovering Catalan cultural identity. So this collection has been always attached. And the adventure of going to the Pyrenees at that time and took them away, completely attached to the fact of this Catalan recovery or cultural recovery. 
And this collection, it's extremely popular. It's in the calendars, it's in the quotidian images. All the schools go through this collection every single year in the country. And it's a collection that it's untouched since the moment it was installed in the beginning of the 20s. So, and completely, uh, all the narrative is only attached to this fact of metaphor of this Catalan culture survival, let's say like this. When we are having an incredible group of work of art with an enormous powerful uh, ability of being meaningful for one million things. So this collection uh, was there when we got at the museum. We started to think how we can break this interpretation, how we can go through without putting everybody against because it's a museum that 50% of the visitors are locals and they feel completely sentimentally attached to this collection. And then we decided finally to do it through the people that can see things we don't see. People that see things that are not able to see everybody, which is the artists. And what we found, of course, is that uh, the most famous artist has been extremely influential or related to the Romanesque art, and especially one, which was Picasso. And Picasso, at the beginning of the century, from 1902 to 1907, in the processes of work that will culminate in Damoiselles de Vignon, they used African, but also Romanist, very in a very strong way Romanist. So we decided, with the Picasso Museum in Paris, to make a very, very strong and very risky project at the time, that it's inside the permanent galleries of the Romanesque, with all the frescoes, I insist, never touched since 1923, install all the works by Picasso, just as a tool, just as a provocation to have a completely new regard on this collection, because Picasso just was the excuse. It was not the reason, but the excuse. And of course, these archaeological works became immediately modern, and immediately we realized that even our modern look on these frescoes comes from the look from Picasso. So it was very funny to see that more than the Romanesque influence on Picasso was the reverse. Our look on the Romanesque was given by Picasso. And I, I've brought just, just a sample. This is the catalog of the project. This is skull we have here, which is from the 11th century. Of course, people call it Picassian. And they said, this is Picassian. So finally, our look on these paintings becomes modern through an artist. And this project was extremely successful for our goal, which was not to have millions of visitors, which we had but to understand and to discover again the collection. And then through a small door, which was Picasso, we have started talking there about death, about violence, about women, about spirituality and art, about Rodko, about whatever. And now, uh, two years after the project, this project was held in 2016, and a year before, because I was doubting or doing or not, I discussed it in Berlin with Martin and Neil McGregor, would you do it? Would you not? They, they give very, very good advices on that. Now we have a completely new situation on the collection, which is not national anymore in the sense of being reduction. Of course, it's perfectly compatible. The national feeling, let's say the sentimental feeling that people feel attached to this collection, that now is a place for critical thinking, for discussion, for debate of contemporary issues. Because, of course, my conviction 
and now I come, I come to Martin's word, is that we are uh, global museums for local audience or local museums for global audience, but the mission of the museum is universal and the museums are all contemporary. It doesn't matter the chronology of our collections. People come in at the present and we have to be able to put questions on the table that has meaning today on the present. And now it's very curious to see that much more than our modern art collection on the Romanist collection is where more things are happening, where more discussions we are having on contemporary issues. Migration, culture mix, north-south, whatever you want, violence. In Spain, for example, the question of violence on women is very strong and the collection is perfect for that, for example. And schools has completely renewed his approach to this national treasure that explains the recovery in the 19th century. So uh, it's really, uh, if you want, concrete and sample, uh, modest sample, but has been strong for us. It has changed completely the role of the museum in the community. Uh, and through the collection that was almost impossible to touch. Uh, and of course, Felfira uh, has said very well, uh, you know the context in Catalonia. It's extremely complex all these years. Nationalism is on the table, the Spanish and the Catalan one, and the museum is in the middle. And it's a very difficult position. We are really satisfied to avoid a complete political use of the place on the opposite, to become more political than ever, but with an independent and a critical thinking. And this has been maybe the most successful example. So, and this is something that I remember very well, the, the talk to Martin to say, do it, do it, go, go, go. And if they fire you in the middle of the square, we will come. I remember Martin saying, do you, do you need us to defend you? No, 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 not for the moment. So that's a little bit, a little tribute to him. So, and it was just the sample that our mission now more than ever is to break walls and to break borders. And of course, these works, which are in principle extremely religious, it's amazing uh, the power they have to go to sacred, to magical, to uh, abstract things. And now it's our most dynamic and uh, interrogative collection, much more than the modern one. And artists are going through constantly after this project and has become uh, our really agora of debate. Uh, so I think even if the world has become an extremely complex place, the challenge that museums have today is the biggest opportunity we'll have ever to play a different role, to go beyond the conservation, the classification, the scientific publication, and really to play an influential role in society. Let's say to be a place for debate, uh, not a prescriptor, much a connector of people. And of course, this goes further than Catalan, Spanish, and these are universal works of art. And this is something... I think there's a curatorial practice that can go this way. And, I mean, we have, to, we have to be courageous to do it, even if the context is flags on one side and flags on the other side. The museum has no flag. And if we have forget it that we are a national museum, means that everybody, minimum, can try it. So, very briefly, this will be the idea. Sorry for the Joe Cooker boys. Take a sip. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So... I guess it's um, directly referring to what Safira, uh, how she put it before, um, the experience of catharsis <laughs> in a museum, 
in a way. Um, but let's put it a little less dramatical. Um, so you're describing um, the museum, your place, this exhibition uh, in the combination with Piscasso as the rise of becoming a social place. Yeah. But we are both educators. I'm interested in educational um, 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 uh, arguments. So is this already education? Are you educating people with this? Or are you just just opening a space, a place? That's a good... I, I love the word education. I don't love the word, the expression educating people. Okay. I do much prefer to say uh, the museum is a place for education. And for me, education, if it's something happening inside. Mm. Uh, but... Uh, if we become not a place for consumers, but for participation. Okay. And participation is not to read the text on the wall or to take a paper. Participation is that the museum offers questions and not answers. And if you come in with questions, you come out with more questions. Mm -hmm. So my, my impression is that the museum has to retire a little bit and become much more a connector than a prescriptor. And then if this happens... There's a lot of questions that, of course, immediately arise. Things happen inside if the attitude, of course, museum is something you have to use. You have to, you have to be proactive within. But my impression is that people is self-educating itself, which is much better than if we educate anybody. Thank you. I like that you express it, we don't need consumers, but participators, yes. but on a daily basis, how do you do? Mm. How will I enter no, the museum? What kind of question sometimes happen, sometimes will I be confronted with? Yeah. No, uh, the, the best sample is that this collection is ordered by genera, mm. painting, wood, carving, stone, and just chronologically. And it's impossible to move. There's Mm -hmm. The original charges are inside the museum. It's huge. It's incredibly expensive. Mm -hmm. So the only thing you can change is the narrative. And then what we have done is to put as many possibilities on the table as people is coming. And we are very attentive of people that it's working on our collection from outside. And if they are finding new ways of relationship, we take it and just to offer to others. Mm -hmm. So the museum is a kind of repository of experiences mm. and sometimes we don't generate experience we are just the ones that make it possible so this means to be much more aggressive on the treatment of the space much more uh, uh, much more open for example our education department is writing the labels and not the curators anymore mm -hmm. they are not very happy with that mm -hmm. but the visitors are much happier So. Because on the labels, the questions are others. Mm. Who paid the work? Who is the client? Who is the artist? Who has the power? And we can discuss of power now perfectly. Mm -hmm. So it's just a change of position. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, to build up this critical public, it's not so easy because public is not used to that. Mm -hmm. It's used to find a kind of to, from one to ten or from A to Z. And when you come in and you don't find... Sometimes you get lost. Yes. That's true. Mm -hmm. um, as you're putting it, it's very nice and fine because I just wanted to ask you, where is your personal favorite uh, place in the museum, in the house? Because 
I guess it's referring also, and I know you've been working on a strategy paper um, years before, maybe you uh, put yeah. it a little bit, but how is the dramaturgy of people entering the house and discovering what at what time? It's, Are they free? Uh, the house is... <laughs> to discover? Not, not always. Mm -hmm. Not always. Of course, we have public that comes, makes a picture in the door, goes through... 10 minutes, then goes to the shop, 30 mm -hmm. minutes, <laughs> and then goes out. So, mm -hmm. And we have to respect. Uh, I think the museum has to work in a different way. Mm -hmm. Of course, everybody's welcome. But for the first time, uh, this collection, for example, I, I put a very good sample, which is the Japanese students that are living in Barcelona. And this is Catholic uh, iconography, very difficult to them. And they, they have a program now to go through the collection in comparison with his symbolic world. And, and it's, it's been extremely successful to them in terms of discussion contemporary issues. Mm -hmm. So, of course, there's some public we have a kind of agreement with them to work this way. But the museum, it's radically decide we are not going to explain art history anymore because we are not an art history museum. Museum is about creation, it's about artists, much more than history. Mm -hmm. And if you want the history, you can get it immediately through your mobile. Mm -hmm. So if you make the effort to go to our museum, which is in the top of a hill, far from the city, once you are there, you have to find something minimum provocative. Yeah. Minimum. Let's say. Could you explain a little bit or refer to your strategy paper that you've been working on some years ago? You mean the strategy of the museum? Yes. Yeah. Uh, the, this is uh, we made a big process with it's, it's not a huge museum but finally it's 300 people which is not bad uh, so to move from this national asset place to a place that is uh, collaborating with uh, international Paul, what we, we start from the base because finally we can decide things on the top but if, no, if nobody's following you you have nothing I mean The pyramid, it's because there's a base, not because sure. of the... So the most important is the team. So what we built is uh, for two years, discussions with the team on how to play a different role in the community and finally uh, be a place for mixing points of view instead of having a point of view. No? Mm -hmm. And it was quite successful. The museum has moved from half a million to a million visitors and the Christmas has been majority locals. That were not interested anymore once you have seen a national history. It's quite boring to see it again. Mm -hmm. Now, the modern art collection or the Renaissance collection are not chronological anymore, are by subjects. It's modern. In Renaissance, we have a gallery which is called Modern Child. Everybody has a mother, everybody has been a child. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And this is really different for them. Okay. It's just a sample. Questions from your side? Please come up, speak up. Now we have two. Um, is it okay if I stay here? Yeah. Testing, can you hear me okay? Yeah? Okay. Pep, thank you so much. Um, and congratulations on, on such important work. I, I'm Nico Daswani. I, I work with the World Economic Forum. Um, I just had a, a question for you because um, you so elegantly uh, talk about the challenges that you face with the national context. But you also talk about having 300 people. It sounds like the situation in Barcelona is very tense. I can imagine that in your staff you have people 
from different sides, uh, in, in addition to curators versus educators. Could you tell us uh, a few of the very of some of the difficult decisions that you have you, you've had to make uh, in the context of the national politics? Yeah. That, that's, a, that's the question. Uh, we have been talking in international group. We have of directors of that. Uh, we have half the staff asking for the independence and half the staff against, completely. And we have faced really critical moments. Even we have been obliged to take professionals inside the museum to avoid some uh, difficulties because finally it's a very small country. So we have in the staff a lot of people personally affected by situations. It's long, but members of our board are in jail. So it's it's really strange place. Uh, what has been incredibly, let's say, amazing is that what we decided together, that's the reason of making a paper together at the time, is the museum was much more important than that. So we cannot avoid reality, and we have made, we made the show with George D. Uberman, the philosopher in Paris, which was called Uprisings About Revolution. We said, okay, let's make questions, but let's, let's bring somebody can put intelligent and critical and not uh, instrumentalized questions on the table. So we made that show. And after that, we made another show on the king's family of Spain, which was enormously popular, but it was a critical of the power. So finally, the team has, m most of the team has been able to go to look further on the mission of the museum because the museum has become now, for example, in the country, extremely recognized as a place, let me tell, modestly, of democracy. is the place that social classes can be mixed or points of view can be mixed. And then what you have in front is an intellectual uh, adversary, but not an enemy. Because in the street, we have people fighting as enemies. And inside the museum, we have got a place for debate, but not between enemies. So that's the reason I really feel culture has a not, not in an ingenuous way. We have a really strong opportunity to play a much greater role than we have played the last 200 years, taking the objects, classifying the objects. I mean, apart from now in Barcelona, really the situation is extremely complex because... Even the coffee you take, you have to decide which one. I mean, or Spanish or Catalan. It's completely crazy. It has become an impossible daily situation. And the museum has go a little bit over that. Our board, we have the Spanish government in the board, the Catalan government in the board, and the city government. So as they cannot agree even the name of the paper, we work quite alone. That's, that's a little bit, but it's, it's a very good question. It has been not easy. But projects like this one has, has been really successful because we have touched the most important national treasure. When I was three years old in the kitchen of my parents, it was a calendar with this image of the Romanesque. And you see it all your life as, as the place of, of... They used to say the Catalan culture started on the 11th century with these works of art, which is completely false. Because in the 11th century, these people were not Catalan at all. They were traveling around. And we have to face this and to have to explain this. And this connects much more with Egyptian or with Byzantium or with all the Mediterranean coast and with Catalonia, which is a concept that 
It's completely abstract and political. Um, thank you very much for your for your input um, and for the whole forum. Thank you all for for your contributions. Um, I'm an I'm a PhD um, PhD student in archaeology. Um, I come from Egypt and I study here in Berlin and in, uh, hopefully in Paris. And I was very curious um, about this whole discussion on culture policy. Will it be Will it be also discussed in university with bachelor students, with master students, PhDs? Because it's so important and this is the world I, I hopefully will be working in, um, making sensitive or sensible on these explosive topics. Um, and will there be a, hopefully a good book, <laughs> literature, on this topic to put uh, to discuss um, culture policy and put the standards for it. And I also happen to notice that there are almost no archaeologists here on this um, mm -hmm. in the event, and I'm wondering why. But that's not a direct question to you. Thank you. It's a good question. The manager of the museum is an archaeologist, just for you to know. Uh, but uh, uh, I agree with you. <coughs> My impression is that in countries like Spain, where the cultural system is still suffering a lot of political interferences, and there's no tradition of professionalizing the institutions, the only forum where this is building, has been built, is through these students and professionals community. The museum has imposed a, a, a postgraduate course, which is called which is the Museum 4, and there we discuss all these things. And um, finally, we have created a kind of circle around the cultural system to protect it a little bit, but it's very quick. So I think we, we should invest much more in education on that, because finally culture is always on danger of being used. That's especially, I think, in the Mediterranean tradition. It's, it depends on the country, but you're right completely on that. I don't want to ask uh, questions because uh, I have a lot of possibilities of asking Pepe different questions during our uh, meetings, uh, international meetings of uh, international museum directors. But I wanted to comment and to, to say something about the subject we are all so much concerned about uh, now. Um, I, I would really like to get the catalogue of that exhibition to show to my colleagues uh, because uh, we are also facing similar problems. We have two buildings. One presents Russian art from the 11th to the early 20th century and that's a historical, uh, iconic, tabooed place. And another building, huge building, shows Russian art of the 20th century with Black Square by Malevich or 
panels for Jewish theater by Chagall, or composition number seven by uh, Kandinsky. And there we have much more um, space and possibilities for experimenting and analyzing, explaining, uh, provoking discussions about what Russian art is about and what is the input of Russian artists in uh, international development. But let's get back to the tabooed part. Um, and um, many people in many countries consider national as something uh, uh, like frozen, And uh, they considered that national could be only that. In our case, it's uh, um, images of churches, kakoshniks, beautiful bayarishnyas, uh, historical figures like Russian czars or Russian emperors, and that's the embodiment of Russia and of national character, national specifics, whatever. Or the most popular picture in our museum is uh, bears in a pine forest by... Uh, Shishkin, uh, whose portrait by Karamskoy is now hanging in the Van der Luest exhibition in the National uh, Gallery. Uh, and the question which we posed in front of us, starting really a period of development, we are over this master development plan, we did it and are following it, was how to unfroze this world and how to make it interesting and actual for intellectuals, which don't usually come to our museum, for young people, for those who want to think, to analyze, to consider. And we are doing this via similar projects with our 20th century, building creative projects when contemporary artists comment upon everything which is there, Uh, or trying to find a contemporary, actual, uh, immersive, engaging context or starting point for exhibitions of greatest Russian artists, uh, which now attract these half million visitors, because we found this contemporary key, contemporary uh, idea based on the aesthetic and concepts of contemporary uh, art. And that's a positive side of that. Uh, but there is a negative uh, uh, side of uh, that. And that's a serious danger, which I just wanted to touch upon uh, a little bit. Uh, people now consider uh, national as just glorification of your history, of your heritage. And sometimes they act against work of, works of art which present a different point of view. And we had just recently a tragic event in our classical galleries when uh, one of the greatest paintings by Ilya Repin, the most famous Russian 19th century artist, showing Russian Tsar Ivan the Terrible in a moment we, when he is becoming conscious that he just had killed his only hire and beloved son in a range. So it was attacked by a person who was screaming out that the artist is wrong, that Ivan the Terrible was a great Russian czar, 
and that he didn't kill his son. So art and museums now are vulnerable places because we say something which is an objective truth, art objects don't lie. And we are being attacked because of the false understanding of national. Sorry for such a long reference. What maybe leads your answer over to what is what makes a museum accessible? We should be much more accessible than we are. Finally, it's about being a comfortable place, a welcoming place. It's much more than having the works well displayed. I think it's an atmosphere. And we have a lot of social barriers already. Even the fact of going inside, we make a contest between young people on 20 or below, and they said to us, life is what happens when you are not visiting museums. So when you're visiting, life is what happens outside. So it's very, it's very hard what we are facing. So we have, we have to take out the walls and go outside, see what happens. And of course, we, we cannot become banal, but we have to be able to bring inside relevant questions through things we have. And I think we can. But I mean, it's extremely different than the work we have been doing for several years. So, but or we become that, or we will be storages. Very nice storages, but just storages. Mm. So it's a critical moment, mm. but very good one at the same time. No, I completely agree. We haven't suffered attacks, but we have thousands and thousands and thousands of mails and commentaries on the Facebook page, on the Twitter. But I mean, I do prefer that. We are in the middle of the debate from a completely independent position. We don't accept any kind of political suggestions. We accept any kind of commentary And we try to, if it's possible, of course, include it inside the show. Even in, in that show, we had a place for people to discuss. Of course, some people get very angry with this question of the nation. But the nation is a 19th century concept, which is completely dead. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous to talk about nation. So for me, the National Museum is just the place that get things that are being done in this administrative context, but it doesn't mean anything to me. Nation, it's, it's completely lost. So I, I think we are, we are doing good work if people is complaining, but it's coming to complain. And then uh, we can fight. Young people doesn't believe at all in nations. So I'm all, all, more optimistic on that. We have much more complaints from old people than young people, because young people see other things, mm. see music and Of course, they have access to much more information. Mm. But it's a question also of generation. That's my impression. Mm. Um, <coughs> from the point of view of the finances, to whom belong the museums in the discussions that you lead? The public museum meets... Within this actual political situation. Yeah. That's a problem. My, my, my impression is that If we leave the museums in the market, we will become spectacle or touristic service. Mm. But we won't be able to do what 
we are supposed to do, which is be a, a real place for discussion. I mean, uh, I, I don't, uh, I don't agree about this idea of the market or the look for the resources. We have to do what we want to do and look money, look for the money we need to do what we want to do, and not to do things that makes us get money. That's my impression. If we do that, we really are crossing a very red line. Mm -hmm. And a lot of colleagues are crossing it. Maybe they don't have other opportunity. My impression is that in our society, education, health, and culture is the three legs of what is a democracy and a, 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 a well-being system. Mm. This is not so easy to make, make it happen, but uh, I, I believe in the museum as, some, as, a, as a place, a free place, as a, as a library. Mm. You come in, you take what you want. If you want, you read the book. If you want, you read the cover. If you want, you just look at the pictures. You come in, you come out. You can come twice a week. This needs a completely idea of public service on the museum. Mm. If not, we are talking of a different thing, of course. Mm -hmm. Yes, please. No question? No. Okay. Oh. I, I've spoken already, so I didn't want to. Um, but I just wonder, uh, Pepe, it's such an extraordinary story what you're living in. I, ha, do you have or have you thought about documenting what's happening? Do you have a, like a, even creating a documentary? Because it, it, it's so relevant to what's happening in Europe. It's very localized to your situation, but this is so relevant. I mean, we're getting into situations in the world. I mean, just look what's happening in the United States right now. We're getting into situations that, that, that go beyond regular logic with what's happening with the kids there. And... Um, I just wonder if you if you've done if you've thought about it or if there's an opportunity for even for you know for a crew to follow you around and, and, and create something out of the you're creating this space of mediation that's so critical to society. It's it's amazing because when we met together quite often, even with American directors, and when I hear the report of the American museums, they call they have a report which is called Trump Year One which is a terror history. Then we listen to the people of Germany and Dresden and the results on the elections with the ultra-right party coming up. <laughs> then we talk about Catalonia situation. Then we listen about uh, the British Museum explaining that this idea of universal and cosmopolitan vision has completely been broken by Brexit. Then we realize that we were facing an enormous turbulence which almost everywhere it was the same, in a different aspect, if you want. But it was really this idea of complexity. And uh, as you have said, we have done something that we have kept uh, together with the History Museum. We have kept all the things that people have built up for the demonstration in the street have been kept. And also thousands of discussions on the nets have been kept in order maybe to make the commentary. Now the situation is so difficult at the daily moment that there's no perspective enough to make a commentary because the emotional thing is the one that is ruling the thing. And with emotions on the table, you cannot face it. I mean, uh, there's people in jail, families uh, living outside. The president of Catalonia lives in Berlin. So, uh, and uh, me, 
the Minister of Culture, which is the vice president of this museum, lives in Brussels. So it's shocking. So, uh, so for, for the moment, what we try is to be more critical than ever to, and to face this from a universal point of view. And then what we have done is to invite colleagues to explain, uh, for example, when MoMA retired some famous workers from the galleries and put artists, works made by artists of the countries that they, they cannot come in, or samples like this one to say, we have our own language, which is the artistic one, to be critical and to participate on the debate without being instrumentalized, because it's the real danger is to be used. We are the National Museum of Catalonia, so it could be easy to become a kind of... But we have been obliged, for example, to retire the flags. We had the flags in the door of the museum, and every single night somebody came to retire a flag or another. So we have retired the flags. And I'm very happy now. We are a museum without flags, which is much better. I'm not going to put it again, never. So it's much better not to have a flag. We have three of them now. Not, But it's true that it will be interesting to see after that, uh, which is our position. Now it's really hard, but really amazing opportunity of, because in the street is impossible. And the museum, there's still a place that uh, everything can be done, but in a different way, let's, let's say like that. Especially refer to the locals, which is the ones that are having the discussion, because foreigners goes through and sometimes they are lost on, in the middle of this chaos. Um, thank you. Ronald Kretz, I'm the Secretary General of IFA. I have a question, Pepe. Would you make a difference between nation, you sp spoke about nation, and nation state? Um, you remember the, the discussion in Spain about a state with four nations. And would you think that culture is an alternative to... to alternative concept, alternative kind of landscape of Europe, let's say, uh, to, the, to the nations or nation states in Europe. So would it, be, would it make sense to, to think about a Europe of cultures instead of Europe of nations? And would you see the, the conflict or the, the discussions in Catalonia as an example that we should think of new models of, of um, let's say, European kind of organization? I think the key is new models, because uh, what we face now, which is a nature that wants to be a state, and a state that is repressing every kind of sign, this, this is going to end in a very sad way, for sure. And this is causing uh, now... Uh, a very uh, cruel reality, even between families. Because finally, you can divide people like that. Every single one has been obliged to pronounce on that. And of course, we need a complete new... Uh, the same way the museum is asking for a new governance system. We don't believe our board should be the representation of the political parties, much more professionals. My, my idea is that it's easy to invest in knowing better Catalan culture, for example. And it's amazing. And it comes from the medieval. But it doesn't mean to build an idea of nation and a glorious past that brings to the present. So the problem now is that, and I have to tell this very modestly, but I think it's in Europe. We have the most mediocre political class we have had ever. 
they don't travel, they don't read, they don't speak languages. Uh, and they are there just to keep the place. So it's really a crisis of representation because people that it's in charge of solving this conflict, which is extremely complex, are extremely simple. And for a complexity situation, we do need complex proposals. And my impression is that this won't come from the politics, much more from the culture, from people like the one we have here today. So we should be much stronger to occupy a different place, much more central, much more influential. Uh, it's very difficult, but <coughs> if not, in Europe you can find a million states. And it's, you know, it's going in the opposite direction that the wall is going. So. Any more questions, thoughts, solutions? <laughs> Just a short, uh, short comment. Uh, Charles Puigdemont is now living in Hamburg because he was attacked here in Berlin. You're right. You're right. That's a good sample also. So as a final thought from your side... Please inspire, inspire the director <laughs> to, to, to have something that he can take back. <laughs> Maybe well, Picasso is helping again. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, I'm just stepping in. Um, I was busy with the other panels. That's the risk of this multi-panels um, uh, or stages. But I just have a reflection on leadership because you were mentioning the mediocre, mediocre politicians. And um, in yeah, in general, no, I agree with you. And I, I, I cannot propose a solution. I just want to open a space of thought, and which would be that um, we still distinguish between leaders or politicians or directors, whatever institutions, and the citizens. And maybe we do a mistake by doing that because I think we should enter a new um, era of uh, accepting all of us being able to take a leader position and become um, political um, activists or political citizens. And while political leaders should see themselves in more in the modest role of being also citizens. Because there is not such a thing like a politician leading a country or city or director leading a museum and the other people. It's, we are all citizens and in that sense we are all equal And if the leaders would accept themselves to be one of us, and us also taking leading roles in certain eras, I think we would enter uh, a kind of a new way of behaving with each other with different respect and also maybe building a new society. What do you think about these uh, ideas? Mm, definitely. I completely agree. I remember that we both took down the note when um, Mrs. Uh, Kuhl talked about the collaboration of institutions yeah. and people. Huh? Uh, exactly. I completely agree with you. Yes. And uh, for example, one thing that commonly said in the cultural institution said we have put inside the border, there's something we said in Spain a lot civil society. And when you look at them, They are the ones that can pay. It's just the money. So there's one million voices that has the same right, but has the same uh, power to participate that are excluded just because they have no economical power. 
that's, that's why I was referring to the governance of the place. I would like very much a board which the voices are represented. So voices that are socially representative. It doesn't matter if they are economical power or not. And in the cultural scene, is still this tendency to, conform, to, to have a confusion between civil society and society. Because uh, we use this word, and then when you realize it's all sponsorships. And this is not civil society at all. This is the thing with people with the money. So I completely agree. And museums, museums should also change the vertical structure and this protagonist of the director because finally you have 300 people working every day there. Sure, I, I agree. I agree completely. So thank you. In the uh, 100th year of the revolution, we might be <laughs> thinking back about changing systems and maybe also thinking about the Rete, Rete system. Once again, I mean, this is where it all comes from 100 years ago. So, thank you very much. We have something to eat right now. Thank you, Mr. Villalba.